You are listening to Drop Tent Media Network. Uh, my undocumented ass podcast. With Che Guerrero. The winds really change talk. in one direction. They got to harass someone else. I get it. I get exactly. it. Like, people don't realize how just one little access can literally change a whole family's life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of My Undocumented Ass Podcast. This is another solo episode. Uh, I was supposed to record an episode today uh, around 1 p.m., but unfortunately, my guest uh, got caught up with life. Uh, She's very busy, so I was like, hey, look, you know, I get it. Go ahead. Um, So unfortunately, or you might be thankful, uh, I'm doing a a solo episode. I'm going to go again, you know, about 30 minutes or so. And at that time, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of life stuff. Uh, I have a lot of great upcoming guests, a lot of cool stuff coming up. So that's why I didn't want to miss a week. I didn't want to miss a week. You guys are listening to this. You're making me feel uh, heard and seen and you're sharing it on TikTok. And uh, I really appreciate that. I hope everybody really enjoyed uh, last week's episode with uh, Sonia Guinasaka and Reina Grande. Um, they were amazing to talk to. I was uh, I was so honored that some writers and editors who work with the undocumented community who are all about getting the stories of the undocumented community out actually wanted to talk to me they were both super nice with their time so i hope you listen back to that episode because it was it was an honor it really was and uh you know i want to tell you guys now you know it's very exciting uh reina and i reina grande are actually going to do our own private interview one-on-one uh about her upcoming oh not upcoming but about the 10th anniversary of the book that she wrote, uh, The Distance Between Us. That's like the book that I put on the map. It's won a bunch of awards. And uh, and it's the 10-year anniversary, anniversary already. I just read it last year. And and honestly, it was what moved me to to want to write my own memoir. Uh, and and I read it and I want to read it again. I'm actually, you know what? That's actually a good thing. I'm going to read it again before I interview her in September. So I can kind of like, you know, it's a refresher. We could talk about the story because... Um, you know, a lot of those, I don't know how many of you guys uh, read memoirs or, you know, or listen to memoirs and audiobooks, but, you know, it is it is very powerful to read somebody else who's been through what you've been through. Because, you know, when you, a memoir is a survival, a survival story, you know, so when somebody lives long enough to write their memoir, hey, kudos to you, I want to read. And especially when it's an undocumented memoir, it means a lot to me because, you know, the the narrator the author you know the undocumented person who's writing the story you know they're telling their journey and you see these little points in it that you're like oh my gosh that happened in my life oh i couldn't get a paper there or i couldn't get a job like that and and that helps you feel less crazy and more seen um if anybody is interesting in writing a memoir i actually just happen to have it right here you're in luck i took out this book from my local library i support your local library you know what People are all about like getting their books on online and stuff like that. Barnes and Noble support your local library. You can take out ninety nine books before they even charge you. I don't know who has three weeks and ninety nine books they can read, but whatever. Uh, this is called the art of. Did you put memoir? The art of mem. Yeah, the art of memoir by Mary Carr. Oh my gosh! Not only is this book like a great breakdown on how to look at memoirs and how to look at your life and. She gives these great examples on how to find one memory and start pulling at the strings until it becomes like this, you know, this full story that you can put on paper. And I got to tell you something. The art of memoir is actually really funny. I'll, I'll give this thing to a, to a writer. If anybody's a writer, here's something that this writer did that I respect the hell out of. 
Sometimes when a writer is trying to describe an imaginary person, they tend to use the pronouns he. Like, you know, a writer, he is a, a smart individual who is dedicated to his craft. I love that Mary Carr used the pronoun she through the whole book. Like, she who wants to be a writer should explore her feelings. And I'm like, I love this. Okay, because most of the time when a writer writes, you know, he writes for a man. And I was like, I, I, I found this so refreshing. Or sometimes they use, you know, they, them, or there, or try to, but, but I like the fact that she stuck to her she pronouns to be like, hey, this is a book for female writers and, and me. You know what I mean? So I loved it. Uh, let's see, we're about, oh, four minutes in. I'm gonna do 30 minutes. I keep looking at the clock behind there. Um, some of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, I'm gonna be real with you. I've been, um, Staying out of the news a lot. Uh, I, I, I've been on, on TikTok working on some things and I'm very excited to share some more things with you. Uh, but there's nothing really, uh, I wish I knew more of what was going on, you know, with immigration. I feel, I feel like I'm failing you because I don't have any immigration news. I've just been like really diving into uh, Trump and his arrest by the FBI. I'm not a, his arrest. Oh my God, I'm getting too excited. I'm getting too excited. It's not his arrest. It's his, the, they searched his house for the paperwork. And it's just, I I don't know if the Republicans are fully like disengaging with him, but I love that almost at every scandal, there are a few who start to shed away. You know, they were the first, they were the first ones who shed away when he was putting kids in cages. And the ones, you know, with the first impeachment, then with the second impeachment, then with the insurrection, he still got a few more people in his bag. Like, don't worry about it. But with this, like, revealing nuke like taking nuclear secrets possibly revealing nuclear secrets this is all speculation i'm not a journalist don't come after me this one guy he's undocumented he made jokes about me get him no this guy took these super top secret paperwork to his mar-a-lago home then what the first of all they gave him a chance i, I love it i love that they gave him a chance anybody who's been watching news right the, the the fbi was like yo man we know you got boxes Give us the boxes. And Trump's like, okay, I'll give you all 15 boxes. And they're like, hey, man, there was 27 boxes. We're not stupid. What? Y'all can count? How come nobody told me the FBI can count? I can't count since when can people count? And he was just like, no, they, aren't. they went back. They got 12 more boxes. 12 more boxes that he had for like six months, which... Which, actually, years, because he left the White House. Oh, my God. Time moves so differently now that Trump's gone. Well, I'm like, it's been almost two years since he's been gone. But here's my question, though. Here's my question, though. It's still a terrible national tragedy, and he should. He did break, like, national secrets and all that stuff, so he should serve a time. But my question is, like, how relevant are some of these secrets to the time period? You know what I mean? Like, if he took out some stuff where it was, like, oh, we're going to go do this in Afghanistan. And, you know, we've been out of Afghanistan for almost a year. Like, not trying to give the guy any credit. Oh, my God, am I giving him credit? He's like, no, this classified, it was, it was old information. Like, no, let me not do that. But my question is, like, you know, how, I, I want to know what it was. Because if it was nuclear secrets, you know, how to make nuclear weapons and stuff like that, yeah, that's, that's bad. That's very bad. But uh, did you guys see the one thing that's probably going to screw him over the worst is his own law that he signed into place? Oh, Oh, that's so great. Oh, my God. I would love that. I would love, like, so he made, so because of the Hillary's emails and how terrible that was, 
he signed into law that if you mishandle government documents, it's not just like one year in jail, it's five years automatically for every infraction. So he signed into law something that's going to fuck him up down the road. That is, ah, oh, that's amazing. I love that. I genuinely love that. Like, I wish, I wish he also like signed, like, like somehow his stay in Mexico policy also affects him where like he tries to leave for a minute because they took his passport, but he maybe tries to go to like, like one of his resorts in Mexico and then he's stuck there. He's like, what? I have to remain in Mexico. Who thought that stupid idea? You, you orange fuck. Like, this is all your fault. Oh my God, that's amazing. That would just be amazing. Um, so yeah, so I've been keeping up with that a lot. And uh, I just, I just, but honestly, like um, a lot of you guys follow me on TikTok and Instagram. If there's any news, like this is one thing that I always tell people, if there's any news that you feel like I should, I should know about or I should look into, uh, please send it my way because, um, you know, I'm just one person. I'm, I'm living my life. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm really weird with my jobs right now. I'm actually going to post a TikTok, if you listen to this episode today, about my finance. Uh, and it's not pretty. And uh, if you want to watch the TikTok about my finance, it's one of my breaking news segments. And just maybe if you see it and you feel genuinely bad for me, uh, I would accept $5. I really would. I would totally love a cup of coffee. Uh, Venmo or Cash App, uh, Che Guerrero. I've never asked for money during this podcast, but... Uh, I just really hit a bad road and just, you know, inflation. I am so sorry, you guys. This is disgusting for anybody who's listening to this. I'm like burping into the microphone while I'm doing this. I'm so sorry. I really had a long day. I had to eat late and I had to do this. I'm actually getting like auditions and things like that. Not bragging. I'm very happy that my fan base has got me to the point now where people are hitting me up about auditions and things like that. But, you know, it's make it so like I have to do everything at home. I almost feel like Bo Berman inside. Like I don't leave, but all my work is here. So... So I'm like trying to eat. I'm like, oh, now I got to do an episode. And, you know, but I'm trying to keep this stuff going for you guys. So I'm, I'm very, um, thank you so much about that. Yeah, so like I'm saying, so any breaking news or anything like that that you guys uh, think I should check out that I want to, you know, uh, that I should talk about, I would really appreciate that. Uh, real quick, for anybody who does follow me on TikTok, uh, I want to talk about this because I really want anybody who want to comment any way you can, please, like, you know, uh, hit me up on DMs or TikTok or leave a comment on the YouTube videos or anywhere because I check all the stuff. I really want to know if any of you have been watching like kind of like the breaking news things I'm doing where like, you know, I'm uplifting the Latinx community, but I'm kind of like uh, taking down, you know, like the mayonnaise people. And it's been a lot of fun. You know, it's it's been it's been great to be able to uh, write jokes. And uh, I have a little thing going with uh, every time I put up a new breaking news uh, you know, I was, I'm gonna talk about it. this is my podcast. I'm gonna talk about this. I don't care if you guys, you guys who love me, will know that this is me. It isn't just like bragging is or, or angry anything. It's just me, like just you know, talking about things the way I see it. Uh, so I have been doing these breaking news, and they have almost like six million views combined. You know, I've gotten uh, 90,000 new followers. That's a lie. I'm sorry, fifty thousand followers. I don't want to exaggerate. About fifty thousand new followers. Which thank you all the new followers. You know, and every time I post a video, I, I you know, I, my dream is to be a correspondent on The Daily Show. You know, I've been a stand-up comedian for 16 years. You know, I have two stand-up albums out. You know, I've been a writer on television. Not like sitcoms, but like I've been uh, for like digital web series. I went to Viacom to write like possible TV shows. So I've, I have had a lot of experience with this. So I don't feel like I'm just some schmuck on the internet trying to get on a show that he's not qualified for, right? So 
I've been posting these videos and they're getting like 6 million views, 50,000 followers in less than a month. You know, everybody like that sees me put like, so in every video I put, uh, my dream is to be a, a correspondent on The Daily Show. Simple as that. My dream is to be a correspondent on The Daily Show. I'm not making a big deal. People see that and like, they're like, hey, at Trevor Noah, at Daily Show, like check this guy out, check this guy out, check this guy out. I've gotten like nothing from them. Not that they should respond to me. Like, I'm not saying that they should. But, you know, it just breaks my heart to feel like as a person of color, like I genuinely have to move a fucking mountain before things that mediocre white people get every day, you know, just hand it to them, you know, because they're not paying attention to me because, you know, eh, whatever. He's, you know, he's, he's kind of undocumented. He has problems with status. He, you know, whatever. He's doing his thing on TikTok. But like, if at some point this thing gets like 2.5 million viewers where I'm making my own money from it and I can tour around the country and I've set up this entire freaking machine around myself, then that's when white people like, um, um, hello, can we have some of that money, please? We would like to represent you. It's like, they don't have a problem building a white kid from the ground up. And by the way, I, I you know, I, I feel like I can talk about this because I've actually seen these people. Uh, like somebody like a Pete Davidson. You know, I started comedy in the same open mic as like Pete Davidson. You know what I mean? And like just to see the amount of people who coddled him and like helped his art grow and helped him get to the point where he would be ready for SNL. I'm not saying he's not deserving. He's a very funny kid. He did a lot of great stuff. But I saw the amount of white people who circled around him and protected his art. That's never been the case with, with me or any other person of color that I've seen. That if we start young, that people actually protect our art and try to, you know, really hone us from the beginning so we could be these young artists. No, like it's, it's pretty much, they don't want to take a risk on us because... They don't want to look, honestly, honestly, if you are going to, as a white person, if you are going to build a mediocre Latinx person from the ground up, you're going to get a lot of bad looks because a lot of white people are going to be like, that's a mediocre kid. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He, you can't be like, no, I believe in him one day. He will. No, but with a white kid, you be like, oh yeah, he's a piece of shit now. But like, we can mold him. We can use him. And they'll be like, yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's that undeserving ease that white people are just given to and i'm not again i'm not saying that trevor noah or anybody should give me anything but you know at a certain point even i have to question why after doing comedy for 18 years you know 300 and i actually at one point did 365 shows a year for 12 years straight if anybody wants to do the math for me those are anywhere from five minutes to an hour sets. you want to give me 30 minutes in the middle like Maybe I might be close to, uh, you know, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour rule, you know, putting in the time around the country, you know, writing all this stuff, all that work, been on TV, you know, met celebrities, you know, all this stuff. I, I, I do a very good job. I could probably tell you in a, a handful of times that I've actually like, bombed. I'm mostly like, you know, I get the crowd going or hype them up and we got a good show going. How much do I have to do? And I've never even gotten a meeting with a manager, not an agent, nothing. Nobody's even looked my way to be like, wow, you're on some of the shows and the festival, some of the biggest people. Maybe we should talk to you. No, never. And it's just, it's just, you know, 
it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking just to see, you know, the mediocrity get put out there. So so that's that's the thing where these breaking news things, I'm just, I now I'm just like, look, at, at first it was fun that people were doing that, but I'm really just enjoying the fact that I'm getting to write jokes for my community because what's been really the most rewarding thing, and if any of you uh, out there want to put out stuff on TikTok and you don't know if you should do it in English or Spanish, honestly, I've been having such a great fun finding like this nice mixture where it feels organic and I could add jokes that, Oh, could only be said in Spanish and jokes that could only be said in English. And, well, in my mind, could only be said in English because, you know, I don't really know how to translate it that well. And you know what? It's been beautiful seeing my community like my jokes that I write. So at a certain point, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that I figured out, like, I'm just going to do this for my, for my community. But, you know, you can't help but be angry, you know, at just the work you've done. And, and by the way, at the end of the day, I don't even want fame or power. All I want is a job. Do you understand how I work so hard for my dream just to be like, I just want to work in entertainment. Like, I just want to have a regular career the way I've seen plenty of other mediocre white dudes who 30 years just get little writing job after little writing job and enough road gigs that they can sustain themselves and have a house. And I'm like, literally, that mediocre white man is in the middle of the business and, and successful, why the fuck is that you don't see more people of color in the middle? Just just living, just being mediocre people of color in entertainment. They can't be that. They all have to be exceptional. And I always say to myself, man, when I first started comedy, I told myself, yo, I'm going to be the greatest Dominican comedian in the world. Do you know how tall of a fucking order that is to say I'm going to be the best, greatest Dominican comedian to have ever lived? There's a lot of great Dominican comedians and I'm trying to be bad. I'm trying to squat. That's the problem. That's the, you know what? I'll say this. That's the problem with white supremacy and entertainment and things like that. It makes you want to squash your own people because you have to have supremacy over them. Isn't that some sick shit? So that's when I started to realize that. That was one thing when I started to realize like, yo, I don't want to be the greatest to ever live because I know that these white people will just squish the competition. You know, if I become the greatest Dominican, there'll be another Dominican behind me. They'd be like, nah, Chase already here. I'm like, let him fucking in. Why y'all always got to be like, we only got one. That's all we need. All right, we got like 13 minutes left before we run. You're welcome. I always tell you the time. You're welcome. Uh, let me see. Oh, I wanted to uh, give a, a, a quick acknowledgement to the United Farm Workers who are marching, uh, doing a 24-day march. Uh, it will end in Sacramento. And they are fighting for the ability for, for uh, Governor Newsom to sign a bill that gives them the right to vote for their union leaders. I mean, these, I mean, the United Farm Workers, you know, you know, with, uh, oh my God, Cesar Chavez, right? Yeah, Cesar Chavez, yeah. And then the Farm Workers Union, oh my gosh, I, I'm using my phone, but I wish, I, I hate that history only taught me Cesar Chavez and not the woman who was the activist with them, who I genuinely like more, but my, the name is slipping right now. You guys, my phone is here. Anyways, so yeah, so the United Farm Workers, uh, they're doing their march, uh, uh, 24 days, Sacramento to get Governor Newsom to sign the bill so they can, you know, uh, pick the union workers. They're still doing their walk now. Okay, so when you listen to this episode, uh, it finishes on the 27th. That's when the march will end at the Capitol in Sacramento. So, um, if, if you guys want to know more about it, there's this great TikToker. Uh, look her up, please. Flower in Spanish. Flower in Spanish. Uh, they are on the move with the United Farm Workers. They have been every single day, uh, you know, walking from, you know, every location. And it's crazy. She's keeping like a very, this is like, 
<clears throat> this is going to be in the textbooks. You know, these are the kind of, uh, I know it seems silly to be like, oh, we're TikToking our marches and things like that. But no, this is going to be the future where you're going to be like, no, this is where people were. This is what happened. And she's walking with them every day. I believe it's 3,500 miles. And people are fainting. People are, you know, are, are fatigued. But but their spirits is strong. They're still together. And please follow, uh, follow Flower in Spanish because she has a lot of information on how you can, you know, donate money, send water, send food. I mean, it's the 17th, uh, 18th when this episode drops. They still have nine more days of walking. All for Governor Newsom to sign a bill. But they're going to finish and they're going to finish strong. So please look up Flower in Spanish so she can uh, give you information on how to, you know, donate and, and look out for people. Um, this is something that I want to put out there to my fans. If you're listening to this, please, TikTok, Instagram, however you can contact me. <coughs> you said bless you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm thinking about putting shows on the road. I have a lot of big TikTokers who live in Texas. And I, I threw it out there. I was like, hey, crew. Uh, where do you think we should do a live, my undocumented as podcast where I can bring some of you on? We can try talk about, you know, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month coming up. Also, election 2022, midterms, you better vote. And if you don't want to vote, really think about why you're not going to do it. Really think about it. Really think about it. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, but I'm saying really, really think about it. I'm on the camp of we should vote, even though I can't vote undocumented. Uh, issues with my status, but I can't vote. So please think about it. Um, but anyways. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a show end of October right now. I'm really focused on McAllen, Texas, uh, two reasons. A lot of people live in that area, so it'd be pretty easier for them to get to McAllen. Also, it's a border town. Uh, I'm terrified. I've actually never been to a border town, but if I know that enough of my community is like, Hey man, we'll come out to your show and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be good with us. The strength in numbers. Cool. Let's do it. Let's go to McAllen. So please, uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, my undocumented ass pod at gmail.com. If you want to send me an email, talk about that. But hey, man, I live near McAllen. I got like five or six friends that would love to come. I got some family members that would love to come. Please hit me up so that way I can get sort of like an idea of who would want to come to the show. Um, so yeah, cause I really want to, I really want to do live events. Uh, so that way I can talk to like local politicians. I want to be able to talk to more, uh, you know, activists, uh, you know, actors and musicians that have been undocumented, like, Anybody, anybody who would want to be on the show, I would love to talk to them because, uh, yeah, you know, our shared experience will just, you know, help us, you know, go through this uh, with a lot with ease and and be able to, you know, meet people. And so I would love to go to Texas and Arizona and New Mexico and California, anywhere you guys will have me. And you tell me, hey, man, we're here and you come, we'll see you. And, you know, you bring other TikTokers and other people, man, it's even more of a fun time. So, uh, yeah, uh, on a personal note, I do have a show coming up. I'll probably wrap this up in about another minute or two. Uh, it's uh, it's September 2nd at 9.15 p.m. It's in Pennsylvania at this location called Steel Steel Stacks. Uh, Steel Stacks, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, the tickets are like $10. Um, it's really cool. I'm featuring for my buddy Alyssa Alduki. Uh, they're awesome. I'm doing 20 minutes. It's going to be great to get back into stand-up. Uh, I've kind of, like, you know, stayed a little bit away from it, uh, you know, because of uh, all the white supremacy but I find that a lot of uh, people of color are putting on some amazing show. Uh, this is great. Uh, we have uh, uh, myself, we have Alyssa, we have uh, Tan, Huang, uh, all amazing individuals. So that's going to be a fun time. 
Uh, let me see what else is going on before I let y'all go out of here. Yeah, uh, just please remember to follow me on TikTok, uh, Instagram. And I do have some really cool stuff coming up. So, you know, stay up on all the social medias. And, uh, and I promise you won't be, you won't be disappointed. Uh, yeah, it's everything I pretty much wanted to, to talk about today. Uh, if you listen to this episode, really, I appreciate you, you checking this out. And I promise you in two weeks, I will be back with a full episode with a great guest. And, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. You guys take care and uh, have a good one. Stay safe. Si se puede. Bye. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.